You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 27 of The Menovation coming hot this morning. So we have another special, well, he's pretty special, I guess, on that scale of specialness, <laughs> guest. Uh, <laughs> Pastor Vince, longtime friend uh, of everybody here, he's coming in this morning to share a cool perspective that he has, um, and then we're going to be getting into goals and vision, uh, since this will be kind of, uh, this episode will be dropped towards the new year. We thought it would be cool to talk about, you know, getting ready for the new year, how you're going to set yourself up, uh, and how you're going to be a man in renovation. So, Pastor Vince. Let's go. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, so Pastor Vince is uh, probably one of the most legendary humans that I personally know. He uh, was well. the first person to say hi to me when I came to church. And of course, he only said hi to me to get me to serve, which most pastors do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. At least in the beginning. <laughs> no, but uh, he's been one of the OG pastors at our church, uh, went through the transition with our church became our uh, head slash campus pastor of our church. And then probably in the last year, decided to transition from doing full-time ministry to actually going back into the business world, back into the marketplace, uh, where he picked up uh, doing real estate full-time again. So, and he's been really successful there. Um, so we thought it'd be kind of cool to learn a bit about him and then kind of talk about that transition from going from, ministry full-time back into the business world because we always see that is the reverse. People want to see the reverse. They want to go from the business world into ministry full-time or whatever. Um, and you don't only really hear a lot about that transition back into the business world. Um, but he's done really, really well going back into the business world. So we thought it'd be cool to pick his brain, see what he's learned um, and kind of how he sets himself up to, uh, to win. So, yeah. Wait, so was... When when you when he said hi to you when you first came to the church, <laughs> was he the head pastor back then? No, he, he was, was the youth pastor. He was right? the youth pastor then. Right on. So I think I think I was actually um like the connect pastor at that point. What year was that? Two thousand and no. Well, you may have been also both. We were still serving in that back room at the theater, mm -hmm. um, and it was like right me you. I think this is before Mason came on full time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So then I would have been in, um, I was youth. getting ready to transition it to, that's what it was to another guy, yeah. um, in that, in that season. So yeah. Anyways. And, and, um, you know, I think it's funny that you said, you know, he said hi to me probably just to get me to serve. <laughs> um, it's not true. Oh. <laughs> but <laughs> you were nicer to him than I was. I called him a schmuck the first time I met him. <laughs> right. Well, and that's that's something that I just love now is I get to be at church and I get to say hi to people just because I want to. Mm. And there's not this underlining like, mm. oh, I've got to make sure they get connected and I've got to make yeah. sure that they're serving. Obviously, we have ownership. We want to see people in our that come into the church be a part and be integrated. But it's it's a different there's a level of kind of just freedom to be normal, right? And not yeah. like feel like all of a sudden 
if this person doesn't or does get connected now somehow that's you know my job mm, right you're failing yeah so anyways that's one thing i would say um but yeah i mean i've served in ministry for um like 13 years and that was kind of my whole world and before that it was real estate i got my real estate license in 2005 mm. and so um and I did that, you know, here and there throughout my ministry career. Um, but yeah, transitioning into full-time marketplace in real estate world has been awesome. It's been great. It's been, like you said, John, it's been, it's very successful. Um, and uh, yeah, God's, God's blessed it. Well, yeah. you were doing uh, marketplace while you were the head pastor as well, right? That's true. Yeah. Mm. what was that like? Cause I can barely do my just single job right. and attend church. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's hard <laughs> enough for me, but you were the head pastor uh-huh. at what were you? 35 when you got 35? Mm-hmm. 30. Yeah. Look at that. Young yep. guy. Yep. Head pastor of a church. And then also in the, in the marketplace. Right. Well, and we are also, um, you know, things, things, really started to pick up in business um, and in the church right before COVID. Yeah. Um, and that was a whole, you know, interesting thing. And then, mm. and then, you know, there was like a pocket of time where, you know, we weren't doing church. That's true. Yeah. Right. Really? I mean, yeah. We're sitting around. We were sitting around for about a month or whatever. Um, maybe longer before we finally said, ah, forget this. We're just going to do it. Um, but part of that, we didn't, we, we were renting that space, the theater, they shut down. Right. We couldn't get in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so then it was like, I picked up, I was like, well, so I just freaking start selling houses like crazy. And then going back into, we, we'd launch now. Okay. Now it got crazy because now, now we just bought this building and during COVID and business is now picking up and now we've got to pretty much rebuild the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that was overwhelming. I would, I would say that was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. that's one we, way of putting we, it. We got a brand new thirty thousand square foot building, and uh, now who's who's still coming to church? Where are they at? Yeah, right. you know, yeah. and uh, you know, it's just I think just now we're starting to finally see a yeah. It's a, been a while. A, a we rhythm dipped. really started to come back because so. we were hitting, uh, we were hitting four hundreds. Yeah, before COVID, right? We dipped. Down to like what one fifty yeah. ish, and mm-hmm. now we're just hitting back up to four hundred again. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, overwhelming. I think was would be. A, it was also fun. It was challenging. It was overwhelming, um, and I think taxing on my family. You know. Yeah. Um, so. So how is your your mindset? How has it shifted? Maybe say in the last few years, because uh, the traditional church world is. You're either one or the other. Mm-hmm. You're generally not both, right? You're either full-time ministry, pastor, whatever. Yeah. Um, or obviously you're in doing some sort of business. So obviously that's one of the big things that's pretty different about our church is they encourage pastors to kind of live in both worlds, mm-hmm. at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, what did you, what did you, what, can well, you, what did you kind of learn? What, yeah, what you, I mean, I, I think, you know, to expand on that a little bit, um, and then I don't know how, the, how true this would be for everybody, but from my experience, um, Interacting with pastors who were in the church world, they call themselves bivocational. <laughs> um, and uh, you were bivocational for the most part if 
your church was not successful. Oh, interesting. And most of the time, those bivocational pastors weren't really successful in ministry or in business. So they kind of had their hand, you know, their, their, um, you know, foot, you know, they were in both of these worlds and weren't really successful in either one. And so that's how I viewed it. I viewed it as, well, that's, that's, you can't be excellent in both. Mm. Right. And, and so just put all of your eggs in this basket or go over here. Right. And I ended up, you know, putting down my real estate career in order to serve um, and be a pastor and, and, and wore my, you know, I wasn't, I can't say poverty necessarily, but I look at what I used to make versus what I make now. And I'm sure. like, how the heck did I survive on <laughs> 50 grand a year? Yeah. Like that's just not enough house, money. Two kids. Mm, and Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and yet, and I had this mentality of, well, you know, it's, it's a, it's a sacrifice for the kingdom. And I wore mm-hmm. it like a badge of honor and God was faithful. And he, and, and, and he would, he would constantly give us just enough to live off of. And I looked at that as good at the time. Um, and so then, you know, as I began to, um, have some mindset shifts and realize that that's really not a very great way to live and to have just enough for you and to be a pastor talking about giving. When you, when you, when you yourself can't give. When you yourself, mm, yeah. Oh, when your wow. annual giving is right. five grand. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um, that's, you know, and now uh, things are just a lot different and uh, mm. I feel like I can contribute be a, and I think that's one thing that's so great about our church. I mean, you have Pastor Matt, who's got who's doing both. Yes, and successful in both. Then that's one thing that I think our church levels you up to say, yeah, no, you're you you can throw your hand, you know, throw throw your the spear with both hands, you know, king and priest, and it's in it. But we're not because we have to, but because we get to. Yeah. And mm. um. Anyways, so. Yeah, and I would say with that, what's what I've noticed is usually the pastor, head pastor, whatever, takes on everything. And what obviously our churches, uh, the leadership has really tried to do is be good about building other leaders, raising up other voices in the church, right? not just the head pastors, right. um, so they can help. Like, you know, uh, I heard a story, I think this was actually uh, Phil Pringle, he would say, he's like, I'm not good at going to do like near-death ministry when people are in the hospital, hospital ministry, whatever you want to call it. He's like, but I have people on my team who are excellent at it. He's like, I would rather send them when they're mm, in their lane right. versus me trying to force it. So, Yeah, yeah, no big time, big yeah. time. That's cool. Yep. Those the time, I mean, um, from my background, what you are saying, you know, I, I have a lot of people that was like that, you know. I, mean, I have pastors, you know, their, their friends that I know that they they struggle a lot, you know, and now knowing our culture from our awakened church, I see like, even on myself, I've been more, uh, um, how do you say, um, impacting in the outside, you know, from the church. Mm. So w- what I'm trying to say is like, what w- if you go back, would you make something different? Kind of like a suggestion for those pastors that are 
dealing with this yeah. right now. Yeah. I think when I think first of all, I think when you have a even if it's a side hustle, right, in ministry, you have something that you are contributing um in the marketplace, you you become more relatable. You yeah. you yeah. you can I mean I, I feel like a pastor um has a lot more um authority to speak on giving when he's not living off of the tithe. Mm, wow. And I feel like, you know, a pastor, I, I would love, I, if I just was, if Awakened Church didn't exist and I had the mindset that I have now and I was going to look for a church, I would yeah. try to find a pastor that was, you know, one of the top givers in the church. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I would believe that under that, uh, that leadership, I would be able to not only, um, you know, get, because here's the thing, church is, you know, if you go to a church to get fed, learn the gospel, like, guys, mm -hmm. come on, stop that. Yeah. You have the Bible. <laughs> you have the internet. Right. Right. You can get good preaching anywhere, mm -hmm. like self-feed, but really looking for a church that goes, under this leadership, I'm going to grow. Come on. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to, mm -hmm. I'm going to grow. And I'm not just in my spiritual life, my, my siloed spiritual life, yeah. but as my entire life. Mm. Right. Wow. And so anyways, we're, we're, we're way off here from what you asked me. No, I think no, that's it's good. good. Because, yeah. uh, if you think about it, the, I like what you said there, because if you, uh, the majority of the people generally in your church are not in ministry, right? They're in mm. some sort of business, yeah. right? Whether they're yeah. working for somebody, have their own thing. So when you actually have someone that lives in both worlds, yeah, you know, at least a little bit, I think that it gives them a much better perspective how, like, how you're actually going to minister or preach the gospel, so to speak, to people yeah. in your workplace, right? Yeah. Because they're doing it, right? They're not just simply telling you to go do it, yeah, right, or whatever. So yeah. I think it, I think it's a really cool concept. It is cool. It's yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. It also, it also takes away the um, when you, when you're paid by the church. Um, there's a there's a certain level of um it can get weird sometimes right yeah. um and as the church grows and as you you know the pastor is taking a salary and and it's just and that's not wrong i want to make sure that's clear i don't think it's wrong for a pastor to take a salary um but i would i would encourage um a you know a young pastor or someone in ministry um to if that went away, number one, would you still do it, right? Is this a paycheck for you or is this a call? Mm. And if it's a paycheck, then maybe you should get a different job. Yeah. Right. And, and, and if it's, and if it's a call, then, um, then, then how can you help contribute financially to the work? Um, because I think that's important. I think you get to, um, I think that there's a lot of value in saying, Hey, I believe, I believe in this so much that I'm going to contribute, not just take yeah. right. And on a financial, on a financial basis, um, that was a lot of work for this table. I know. And I just realized your coffee's gone. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. John just silently exited the room to bring this table for an empty coffee cup. What a no. servant you are. I, I, I think this is important. This is important. And, and I've 
we're going. Pastor Vince is an amazing guy. I mean, he's mm. fun to be with. I mean, we enjoy spending the time with him, you know. But and and this is going just what what you're talking about, you know. This I just bring memories when I was in Mexico. Mm-hmm. There was a pastor uh, who passed uh, uh, away preaching, right? Yeah, he was in a small town. Wait, he passed away while he, he was pa- preaching. While he was preaching. While he was preaching. He, while he, he was had a heart preaching. attack or something. Yes, he Whoa. just passed away. His congregation was three people, and this is a small, small town, just uh, one of the corners of the Gulf of Mexico, close to Cancun, right? But when we went to the funeral, the wife started to to talk about how sometimes there was no food on the table. He just mm-hmm. got to go out and try to get some fish out of the, the you know, yeah, so yeah. they can could eat. And and this is something like, you know, it kind of like uh, doesn't make sense sometimes. And, and right. even when some people criticize the, the fact like, oh, they're looking for money. It's not that we're looking for money. We just want to be impacting this world. Right. You know, we want to be, we want a pastor that is successful. And I have friends that that, that I know that, when I see him leading in uh, as a pastor, I will be like, man, this guy will be great in the marketplace. Yeah. yeah. There is a lot of mm-hmm. those pastors yeah. that they, they do that. Well, I think when you get up in front of your congregation and you talk about giving, and yet, well, in, in the last year that I was in full-time ministry, um, my I don't say this to brag, I say this just because I think uh, uh, my, get, my annual giving was, you know, um, was like $20,000 more than my salary. So I gave my salary plus some Mm -hmm. the last year I was in ministry. And when, when, when you're operating like that, that really helps to silence the enemy's voice in Mm -hmm. the congregation that when the pastor gets up to talk about giving, Oh, he just wants my money. No, he doesn't. (laughs) No, he (laughs) doesn't. You know, this is, this is actually, this is really talk. We're really talking about getting something, uh, to you, not from you. And that's how our church operates. Mm -hmm. And the proof, you know, the proof is in the pudding is such a weird (laughs) phrase, but it is. Um, and so, and you see it throughout, you know, that's just how the way that that our church functions. And that's what I would tell, Mm -hmm. you know, a young, a young minister. Um, well, it's, it's almost like the, there's two models to it, so to speak. Like the old model, yeah. which is you're solely employed by the church, all these things, versus a very different model now that our church is uh, implementing, where a, a pastor is more self-sufficient. Like you said, you gave your basically your salary. And I think that's really powerful because mm-hmm. I was always, uh, I think it was Rick Warren who actually did that one time where mm-hmm. he actually paid back or he, he wrote books or whatever. So he made, it, made right. great money there. But he gave so to speak, his salary, like 90% or all of his, uh, his salary back to the church. And I was like, if I've ever in ministry, I, w- I would rather do that. Yeah. Right. And not have to live and let that money to go towards other things yeah. or whatever. Well, mm. and really you've got, this is the, 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 the two models that you see in, in the world right now um, always existed. Mm. You had the church in Jerusalem ran by uh, James and, and Peter and the, and the bunch, right? Okay. And they're holding it down there. And then you got Paul who's the missionary. Now our missionary thing has gotten way off in American culture because now to be a missionary means that you travel around and you receive money from churches so that you can, right. But Mm -hmm. missionaries, Paul was really the first missionary. He supported himself, right? In in the early church Mm -hmm. and he built tents. Yeah. And he didn't take, he actually collected and gave 
back to the to the mothership, if you will, in Jerusalem. And, you know, I, I think we've got to get back to in America. I think we've got the pendulum has gotten way over here. We've got to come back to there's still a role for, you know, um, for somebody to serve single handedly at, sure. at, you know, that, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But we've got to find more pastors, more work you know, to be done in the kingdom mm. in a vi- in a bivocational um, kind of way. So An actual bivocational yeah. way. Yeah. No, just because with you're excellence. Failing. Yep. Yeah. And so now that you're uh, full time ministry or no marketplace. Yeah. Did you have like any identity identity crisis at all, or was there a part of you that like felt like you were kind of out of place? And how do you continue serving in the kingdom? Yeah. So for me my journey was a lot different than my wife's. Um, for me, I think the last three months of, um, being full-time in, in ministry, um, God began to shift my heart. And so, um, I, when, when I, when I made that transition fully, it was kind of like, um, it was a relief and it was, it was you know, I kind of had this moment with God three or four months before where it was like, I don't know if I want to do this the way that I've always done it. Mm. Wow. Um, and I wasn't exactly sure what that was going to look like. And, and I think, you know, as, you know, and as time goes on, you know, things might change. I don't, I'm not saying they won't. Um, I don't know if I really want them to at the moment, but, um, you know, it be, it was very difficult to to do both, um, and I felt less. Um, I think my identity as a pastor was starting to almost go away, right? And so, so it wasn't a hard transition for me for my identity and and things like that because it was it wasn't like a band aid that was ripped off. It was something that God was doing in my heart over a, a few months. Mm. For Becca she was, she had a little bit of a tailspin trying to figure out who, who, this is all I've known. This is all I've done. So now what, what do I, what am I going to do? Um, and, uh, and she's, you know, she's in a really good, healthy spot right now, but yeah, for me, there wasn't any of that. So did you always like aspire to be like a a head pastor or was that, did it just kind of God presented (laughs) it for you and like, Hey, yeah. So, I mean, I had no desire to be in ministry to be a pastor my entire life um, until after being a youth pastor for a few years, you know, and then of course you've got like the um, Judah Smith started to become really popular. Some of these kind of, we know them now as like internet pastors and really successful, um, you know, preachers that, you know, that, that all was just starting to take, take shape um, while I was a youth pastor. Um, and so there was a season where, yeah, I wanted to be, you know, a, you know, that kind of a figure, I guess. Um, and that probably lasted for maybe two years. And then I realized that I didn't really actually want that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Mm. Those guys, it's tough to be those guys. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Carl Lentz, he was another big one, had a big moral failure, unfortunately. Um, I'm sure the pressure and everything is is unimaginable. Right. So. Yeah. Carl Lentz was actually like hanging out with like celebrities and clubs though. And like you would see kind of like the environment he was putting himself in. I know. Right. 
setting himself up in a probably bad situation. Yeah, probably wasn't very good. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. being a being a head pastor, you you have to hold yourself to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like? And like, can you talk about kind of that uh, expectation that's put on you? Like, is it is it stressful? How does that feel? Um, I see what you're saying. Um, not really. I th- I think I think maybe the only part of that that you know, as there was a season um, where um, you there was a level of mostly from from the congregation like that you um, kind of have to have it all together. Right. But I was always under leadership that allowed you to not be. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Pastor Chad, um, who was the pastor when I was a youth pastor, he was always very real. He was always very vulnerable. Well, I wouldn't say very vulnerable. That doesn't describe him well, but he was always real, especially <laughs> yeah. with me. And so it was like the safe spot that I yeah. had to um, not be perfect. Right. And that's good. He was very inappropriate, <laughs> yeah, which gave me freedom to mm-hmm. be inappropriate. And I think you have to have a an avenue as a pastor to have a safe space right. where you can Real. say stuff that maybe isn't allowed to say. You know, mm. to to it, it's it. You need this kind of outlet to. Um, in a safe space, not be perfect. Yeah, be I normal, guess. I guess. Be normal. Yeah. And I think, you know, and that's, you know, our uh, church, you know, now with Awaken, there, that's even, you know, it, well, before it was almost like a closed door thing where now um, what you see is always what you get. And, you know, with all of our pastors, Pastor Matt, um, you know, myself, we're pretty inappropriate honestly mm-hmm. like within bounds like we're not <laughs> yeah, like right. you know yeah. to be clear we're not like yeah, yeah. you know um but you know a little bit edgy and sure. a little bit naughty little you know as Pastor naughty. Would I, say. I remember, I, remember <laughs> I came to the church uh a year ago a year and a half ago right in april 2020 oh yeah you're gonna talk about what what i but i, I remember we have a, a meeting with pastor Rins, you know a virtual <laughs> meeting and say hey i want to come to the church and pastor Rins is like just want to warn you, you know, <laughs> this is not the, the same church you've been, you know, because I, I'm coming from a background that is very, um, how do we call them? Um, rigid. Yes. Rigid. rigid. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. And it's just warning you. So I, I remember coming to the first, uh, the first uh, men's uh, reunion, I think in Eric's house. And I was like, oh my gosh, I was being shaked all over everything. Right. And, and it's been a journey, you know, uh, just being part of that. But at the same time, and I was telling Shara uh, last, uh, we went to a party last Saturday and we had so so much fun. And I told Shara, I feel good that, that I don't have to be worried about those things that, you know, that before you feel just like you're in a yell, you know, like you mm. you can't move because what the people is going to say, you know, yeah. it's not but because what you believe, you know, you cannot be real right. because you're, mm-hmm. you have a standards that are set to a religion, right? But I remember that, and now you're talking about it. Like I can see all that. Uh, I've been I've been removing all that stuff out of me, right? Totally. Yeah. Uh, Pastor Vince, talk a little bit about you talked a little bit of uh, when Tyson's question was talking about identity, but talk a little bit about just that transition from going from full time ministry to I mean, I guess you weren't 
doing full-time ministry, but you know what I mean? Doing from uh, campus pastor back into just full business, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I found um, was uh, all of a sudden I didn't have to go to church. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> like I didn't have to do some of these things. I didn't have to study to preach. I didn't have to show up early. I didn't have to do any of those things. Um, and wow. what was, what was cool was in that, in that, um, time, um, I got to go, do I want to do this? Wow. Do I want to show up wow. early? Do I want to go to church? Do I want to study? Do I want to do these things? Because for the first time in my adult Christian life, I didn't have to. Um, and I found out that, yeah, I do want to do these things. Um, and it almost became more of your own journey again. Yeah. Versus job or whatever. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, uh, uh, what was the biggest challenge that you faced? Making biggest that transition? challenge that I faced during that transition was probably leading my wife. Um, wow. you know, that she, identity mm, piece. Yeah. She, she struggled with it a lot more than I did. And part of that too, was that, you know, she didn't have, um, I, 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 I was, I was a realtor. I had clients. I had things that I was putting my hand to where she's like, not even just home with the kids because the kids are at school. So she's like, what do I do? What, Mm -hmm. what should I actually do? Get a job if you want. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, but she, she started feeling that then, then God kind of began to do a work in here and she started, you know, I started to encourage her in the political sphere and she, She, she did all that. But I think, I think that was the biggest challenge for me, um, was to just lead my wife. Yeah. What's cool is that, um, you are, you are probably one of the most genuine pastors that I know. Like you truly love people. Mm. And what I've noticed in the last year is it's, you've always had that with you. Um, but I think with the transition of the new building and all these things, yeah that thing that truly I think God has just made you so good at slowly started to um, just get diminished because there was all these other pressures on you. Mm. And I've noticed in the last, since you've fully transitioned out of that, like it's been reawakened. Sure. And you're fully alive in that space again. And that's, I mean, that's truly a pastor's heart. I mean, it's not simply just running a building and all these things. And so that's been really cool to see. um, Yeah. You've been able to walk back into that. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us what, what was some of the, probably the best lessons that you've taken from being in full-time ministry, being a pastor mm. into the business world now? Yeah. Like yeah. What, what, what have you? Well, um, I mean, in the, in the ministry, I learned uh, organization does not come very like easy to me. Um, but I did learn a lot of, you know, a lot of my administration skills came from that. I didn't go to college. Sure. Right. I went, I went from high school to ski bum to <laughs> real sh- slash realtor to, you know, youth pastor, mm. pastor guy, um, <laughs> pastor, guy. <laughs> pastor guy. And so I, I learned a, a lot of just administration and organization in that time frame. But I think the biggest thing is, um, when you're a pastor, you are serving people, right? You, you are, you're helping to meet their spiritual needs and grow and develop them. 
um, and connect them, hmm. right? And uh, it's pretty much exactly the same in real estate. Yeah. So it's a pretty mm. easy transition. It's a pretty easy bit. transition. Yeah. Um, it just pays better. <laughs> 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 but but I, I learned that, you know, um, and, and really, you know, sometimes in sales and you see it in, in real estate sometimes, um, not all the time. I think we got a lot of really great realtors in the Valley, but you see it where they're, people are trying to get people to, you know, an agent's trying to get someone to buy a house so that they can pay their mortgage. Mm. Right. Um, and I've been blessed to be able to not have to take that approach. And I look at it the same way I looked at it as a pastor is I'm meeting a need. Mm. Yeah. Come yeah. on, that this wow. person has, and I'm connecting them with what they mm-hmm. want, what they aspire to have. Um, you know, they want this many bedrooms. They want to be in this part of the valley. They want these different things, and so I get to help them on that journey. Um, and so it's it it's real estate's been cool because it is exactly what I'm wired to do, which is serve people and connect them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you do yeah. you feel you're in alignment right now? Converge, convergence, convergence, yeah. 100%. 100%. 100%. So if, if, if there's an opportunity to come back mm-hmm. to the ministry, mm-hmm. you know, would you do that? Um, if there was an opportunity to do that um, right now, no. Um, I feel like I'm in the ministry. Yeah, I was yeah. just going to say that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, let's be clear. I mean, Pastor <laughs> Vince like, is still, back from where? still yeah. a pastor in <laughs> yeah. our church. He's just not the campus pastor, right? you know? Um, so yeah, I'm like, not on paid staff. I don't have to go to the to the campus pastor meetings. Yeah, I don't have to. Um, I don't have to function in the role, but um, you know, I get to preach sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I still get to do the fun parts of ministry. Um, and so right now, if if you know, they said, "Hey, we want to open up a campus, and we want you to be the campus pastor, and it's going to be wherever," um, I would very kindly say Abe wants it um, <laughs> <laughs> or anybody else. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not because I don't love it, um, mm, but, but, but where I'm at right now, that's, that's not, yeah, Tyson and Savannah can do it. Um, there it is. I, uh, I don't have that, that desire yeah. um, mm. at all. Yeah. Right so what now. do you say to like uh, a man who they want to witness, right? They're in the marketplace. Yeah. And they almost feel like this conviction of like, maybe I need to like witness more, but they don't know how to, and they, mm. they feel like they need to be a pastor. Right. right. But they're in the marketplace. Yeah. How do they like witness in the marketplace, you know, uh, aside from just like serving tr- yeah. at church yeah. on Sunday? Yeah. Win. 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 Wow. Yeah. You're in the marketplace. Win. Abe is a great example. Mm. Yeah. Abe's um, a stud. You know, when, yeah. when you, if you're, if you're in the marketplace and this, you know, you're in the marketplace and you want to really, we're talking, we got to switch our language a bit too. You're not going to witness in the marketplace. You're not going to hand out tracks. You're going to stop that. You need to stop that right now. <laughs> right. Stop um, you're, you're an ambassador of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come right? on. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't read a lot about what Jesus made, but I bet it was epic. Whether he was, a you know, working with wood or stone, mm. whatever it was, he did it well. Yeah, mm. that's probably very true. Yes. <laughs> he did it well. Mm. Um, and, you know, and he, he took over his old man's company, right? I mean, his dad 
probably died when he was 11, 10, 12, 13, whatever. He was a young man. And he had to take it over. He, he, this is what he did. Um, and all the way up until he was 30 years old. And then he, you know, had to swing, you know, change gears a bit. <laughs> um, but I would say, you know, you're an ambassador of Christ. And so whether that's, you know, I think the issue that we see is in America is that we've compartmentalized our faith. So we go to, and we put our work hat on and then we put our Christian hat on. And that's, yeah. that's the breakdown. Um, and that's why we, that's why people have that dilemma of, well, how do I minister at my work? Just, just, Benny. you're a Christian <laughs> and you're at work. Like do that and watch what happens. God's going to open up doors. Yeah. Pray. Mm. Come on. Pray. God, what are you doing? Who do you want me to, what, how do, you know, and you just go yeah. in there and you're yeah. full of life. You're full of encouragement. You're full of love and you're winning. People are attracted to that. You have now influence. Yeah. yeah. And now all of a sudden you get a natural organic conversation with relationship that God has put in your life mm. and you start to see transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It's almost no different in a, in a pastoral sense, like yeah. on a Sunday, you're generally not going to have a lot of people follow you if you are just losing, right? If your marriage is in shambles, you've had massive moral fit, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. You're yeah. not winning, so to speak, at life. Yeah. So, so basically, I, it's not it's not change. I mean, it's just it's really not. The, we the, just have, the, for, the name, for some reason, the name change, yeah. but the role you're still doing it, right? Yeah. Still influencing others. Yeah. I mean, yeah. people also have to remember, like, I mean, I'm I'm a little privy to the realtor world, but like, you're oftentimes your counselor. Oh, you yeah. are mediator. You yep. are you know encourager. You're all these things still. Oh like, yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah. Yep. That doesn't really change a whole lot. And. No. Not to mention the amount of stress because you're dealing with very large sums of money, people's life savings, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's almost like God did it intentionally for you. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> almost like he had a plan. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah, no, that's good. I love it. Don't look at me. <laughs> what? You ain't got no questions? <laughs> I know you guys got some questions for this, man. What, uh, coming from that world... Like you said, you did it for, you know, most of your adult life. Mm -hmm. And then stepping into that, what would you say? Would you say that... I almost... Because I'm trying to make a thought of this. So I've heard a lot of times that... I think it was Andy Stanley actually said this, that he thinks that a lot of times churches should... Um, the ones that are super struggling should close down and then join a... Um, a different church instead of just trying to struggle along to have greater resources. Hmm. Right. So would you say that sometimes pastors like, and I feel like a lot of that times it happens because pastors really aren't business people, right? They don't know how to run a business. They don't balance a sheet. Right. And seeing behind the scenes, would you say that running a church a lot of times is in many ways, like running a business versus what we may think it is, what we perceive it is. Yeah, well, I mean, you got a, you've got a P and L. Yep. <laughs> you, you've got, you know, you've got a level of real estate, whether you're leasing or you own or you're doing it in your basement. You have, you have employees. It, it is a business, and it is challenging for a lot of pastors um, to operate it as both. A, you know, but the church. Um, has to be successful in order for it to be a success. Yes. Right? Mm. You can't be bleeding money, um, overspending, 
um, in some areas, underspending in others. Like you have you have to you have to have a business mind. Um, but it also is a ministry. And so it's it's a different balance. It's a different, it's a different thing. Um and uh but to touch on what you you said something that I just kind of wanted to circle back to. Sure. Um, you know, that comment that um on, you know, should a struggling church, you know, fold into oh, a, mm. a, a a successful church or or sure. whatever. And I think I think the way that I would answer that would be, um, and I remember I gave this advice to somebody once and literally as it came out of my mouth, it was like the Holy Spirit was putting like something inside of me um, that as it came out of my mouth, I realized, oh my gosh, this is actually really good. Like this isn't mm-hmm. my own thoughts. This is definitely the Holy Spirit's on this. Sure. And it's and it's something that I've come back to over and over and over again for, for myself and for others. And that is, um, Whatever it is that your field you're called to do, um, you need to make sure that you hold on to that thing really, really tightly. Um, but how that thing gets done and what that looks like, you need to hold on very loosely. Wow. Mm-hmm. So if you feel called to be a pastor, and you feel like God has put that in you, um, then hold tight to that. But don't hold tight to what like how that actually pans out, what that actually looks like. Does that mean that you have your own church or does it mean that you're just past, like hold very loosely to what that actually Got looks it. like mm. in function. Wow. Um, because God might have, you know, it might look different. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's what I would say. How, how, if yeah. you feel called to run a church, like and you're holding on to this ministry that's dying, you're probably holding on to something too wow. tight that God is trying to say, nah, I actually want to do a different thing. And it doesn't change yeah. the overall calling that, that he put on your life. Yeah. That's mm. crazy. Yeah. I that's remember good. that's like a, just a trust thing oh, right there. Yeah. yeah. The day. I right. remember hearing that story, a very similar story about someone who was actually starting, uh, I think it was actually a sex trafficking ministry in India where Wait, they started a sex trafficking ministry. Yeah. Like rescuing people from that scenario. Okay. <laughs> That's how we got you. Ben. That's how we got you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, this person like was constantly, they knew this was in their heart, right? They knew that God had put it in their heart. Yeah. But they were constantly trying to do it in their time and it kept failing and it kept failing and it kept failing. Yeah. To a point where I have to try and find this story somewhere, but they, uh, they let go of it. They're like, okay, clearly this is not what God wants me to do. And then it blew up. Yeah. And it's very interesting that you say that. And it's actually kind of cool um, in uh, uh, in our church, in our the soil that we are planted in, um, there's not there's not one pastor. There's many pastors. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of cool, like where, like you said, it may not exactly look like you are. Like we got pastors over different areas of the church, different things. And I think that's one of the reasons why our church is so healthy. Yeah. Is we have people actually living in there and doing their actual lanes Versus maybe not, I mean, you could be a pastor, maybe your gift isn't really speaking every Sunday or whatever it is. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, it, in my reading plan, I've, I'm all up in Paul's life at the moment. And so this is all kind of fresh, but for me, um, but I think Paul's life is a really great, great example. You see him, he constantly is getting on these boats, these sailboats, mm-hmm. trying to, trying to go to a place. Mm-hmm. Right. And he can't, 
often get to where he wants to go. And then so God good. puts him somewhere else. He ends up on Malta. He ends up in these different areas. Yeah. And it's like, he's, he's trying to do the thing that he knows he's supposed to do, which is share Jesus. Yeah. But oftentimes the place that he wants to go, God's like, well, actually you're not going to go there. You're going to go here. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so that's a really great example. It's like, listen, put up, if you're supposed to, you know, we're called to do a thing and we all have a general calling, but then you feel like, no, I'm, I'm supposed to do this. Okay. But hold very loosely, put the sail up. See where God takes and you. And see where God right. takes you. Point it the direction that you feel like you should go, but mm-hmm. allow the Holy Spirit to maybe blow mm-hmm. you somewhere well, else. Like allow mm-hmm. that yeah. to happen. Be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Don't force it. That's yeah. good. That's so good. You force it, you break it. Ooh, <laughs> you force it, you break it. All right. So that's been episode 27. Uh, make sure you tune in next week. We're going to continue picking uh, Pastor Vince's brain. I hope you were paying attention to so many of this because whether you're a pastor in the business world, Everyday Joe, there is so much knowledge and wisdom that Pastor Vince shared. Um, so make sure this has been episode 27. Make sure you tune into episode 28 next week where we continue this conversation with Pastor Vince where we're going to get into like goals and vision and New Year stuff. Um, make sure you head over to iTunes, leave us that five-star review. Check us out on anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow us on the old Instagram and we're out.